Can drivers choose their own routes? On this episode of Driven Too Far, we're gonna tell you how to get the best routes possible. Hello, I'm Andrew Winkler and this is Driven Too Far, the truth about trucking, a podcast that helps over the road truck drivers balance career and family. Welcome back to another episode of Driven Too Far. I'm Andrew Winkler, your host, General Manager at Chief Carriers, and today we're gonna give you the cheat code to getting the best routes. First of all, when I say best routes, that's really a subjective term if you think about it, because the routes, the dispatches, uh, it's gonna be different to every driver what, what they feel the best one is out there. I think the first step in figuring that out is making sure you're working for the right carrier, uh, making sure you're aligned with the right carrier for the job you want to do. So when we think about long haul or over the road truck drivers, those are typically, jobs where the truck or the driver is going out maybe at least 700 miles or more uh, on longer trips they're gone for weeks at a time Uh, then we talk about regional routes so that's kind of the middle uh, of the pack there where drivers are still out probably a week at a time but they're they're never really going further than 500 600 miles out from either your home terminal uh, or that shipper so that's kind of the regional and then of course the local routes Uh, A lot of drivers think they want the local routes because it's attractive, you can be home every night type thing, but what what they don't always tell you with the local routes is, um, yeah, you can be home in your bed every night, but you might also have to start your day at three or four in the morning. You might also have 20 stops during the day, uh, depending on which which kind of job you're going to take. And then some of those are seasonal as well. When you think about uh, construction season and things like that, where those types of local jobs, the drivers are out, but the winter months get really slow. So of course you have to plan for all that. So again, the first step I think in making sure you get the routes you want, you wanna pick your loads, your dispatches, is making sure you're aligned with the right carrier. So if you take a job with a new carrier and and they're a long haul carrier and you really want to get home weekly or more often than weekly, uh, you're probably not at the right place and, and vice versa. So if you're looking to get out and see the road, see the country and, and you've lined yourself up with somebody that's gonna give you a day cab, uh, maybe just shorter, couple hundred mile trips, uh, you're not gonna get to see that either. So make sure you're doing all your homework and, and lining yourself up and getting that job with the right carrier that meets your needs and your income needs. The The next step is probably the most critical when we're talking about making sure you get the dispatches or the routes you want. And of course, drivers want some choice in that. They wanna have some say in that, but it really comes down to your relationship with your dispatcher. And we've talked about this before, but I can't understate it. It's so important that you start to build that relationship and the communication with your driver manager, dispatcher, whatever your company happens to call it. One of the things we do in our company is uh, before the driver ever comes on, before they hit orientation, we've already built a driver profile for that driver and we ask questions about where do you want to go where do you like to go where do you you want to stay away from how long do you want to be out is there any certain areas of the countries you really want to stay away from and of course you know everybody tries to think about the big cities and staying out of those but uh, we're trying to understand what's your skill level how comfortable are you driving in the mountains in the winter and things like that so we build this profile sheet and we give it to dispatch before the new driver ever shows up to orientation. And then that's something we go through uh, at least once a year during an annual review to make sure that all those preferences you have as a professional driver are still 
still what you want today because things do change over time, obviously. Now, just because you said you want certain kinds of loads or directions uh, or dispatches doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get it. I think one of the things you have to realize is, oh, first of all, how long have you worked for the company? You know, it takes time to build that trust with your dispatcher and that relationship. And then what have you done for the company? Are you a, are you a top performer? Are you somebody that your dispatcher can trust? In other words, uh, if I give you some of the critical loads, are you going to perform? Are you going to deliver on time? Uh, are you going to be where you're supposed to be uh, when you're supposed to be there? If you've uh, started to build yourself a reputation within the company where maybe you struggle a little bit to get up in the mornings and uh, maybe you're not great at answering the phones or responding to communication when dispatch needs to get a hold of you, that stuff adds up. And I'm just going to tell you, uh, from my own experience walking into operations and dispatch and stuff, there's certain drivers in the fleet that you say their name and everybody lights up. They're fantastic. They're awesome. They're always going to be there. They take care of it. When they can't be there, they communicate extremely well. And then there can be those names you throw out there and everybody just kind of cringes like, oh man, I might as well call the customer now and let them know we're not going to be on time. So you got to make sure that you're, you're in the right you're building the right reputation within your own company too. And once you do that, once your dispatcher knows that you can be trusted and counted on, uh, it's gonna be a lot easier for you to be able to choose those routes, pick those loads that you like to do. I think one of the critical things there is uh, how you communicate. And I'm gonna share a quick story with you. Uh, this is going way back to my early years of driving when I started in the mid 90s. And this was before cell phones. We were still pulling into the truck stop using the pay phones to call in. And we had to make something called a check call every day. So the expectation of the company was that you would check call with dispatch by 7 a.m. each day. We didn't or they were just starting to get kind of satellite tracking in the trucks. But it was so expensive we weren't really allowed to use it. So you picked up the payphone. maybe you were eating breakfast, having that first cup of coffee, and you just checked in and say, hey, I'm at such and such city and state, everything's going okay, uh, I plan on being on time. Or you told them right then that maybe you're running behind or the weather's not looking good or something like that. So anyways, that was back in the mid-90s, what trucking kind of looked like back then. But I remember as a rookie, starting with my first company, and nobody told me this, I wish they would have, um, you know, what the, what the company wanted to do was they're always trying to have their trucks pre-planned out for that next load, maybe two loads out. So they're always looking down the road further ahead. And as a driver, I can remember going out to the East Coast, coming back to the Midwest, and all I could think about was getting my home time. So I'm, I went home on a weekly basis. We were usually home for 36 to 48 hours, and then we were expected to be back out the door again. But in my, my own mindset, what I was doing is I was trying to get home and I didn't want anything to interrupt my home time to see my family. And one of the things that I would do was I thought, okay, they, they know I'm coming home for the weekend. Uh, I'm not gonna call dispatch because I don't want them to, I don't want them to put me on another load right away. I wanna make sure I get that home time that, I, that I'm due. Uh, but what I didn't know and what took me probably about nine months to actually figure out was that 
if I was inbound towards the home terminal, if I would have called ahead and been proactive with my communication, and I would have said, hey, I'm gonna be in Friday afternoon, I'm ready to go again Sunday noon after church or something like that, they would book you on that load, and then that was your load. So you were gonna get your home time when you're supposed to, uh, get your 48 hours in, and then climb back in the truck and go again. And by doing that, you also got a bigger choice of loads, meaning, they had a nice list of loads that could leave Sunday afternoon and they would give you a selection of that. So you got to kind of choose and that's how you controlled uh, the direction of the country that you ran in. What I wasn't understanding was I was scared to death that on Friday afternoon, if I called them or if I, if I came in the yard during business hours, uh, there was always going to be this one last load that had to go, had to go, and they're going to try to turn you on that load and you're all of a sudden gonna miss your home time. So I thought if I avoided communication with them, I could sneak in, they'd leave me alone, wouldn't happen, and then I, I could have my home time, et cetera. A couple things happened was, first of all, they know when you're coming in. So if there is a driver inbound and you're not pre-committed to a different load, they're targeting you because they're saying, hey, this guy looks like he's gonna be here Friday afternoon and he, he's not booked on anything yet. Let's get him to turn on this load. He still has hours left. So that was one of the problems. And the other thing is if you don't communicate ahead of time with your dispatcher, then if you don't call in until Monday morning because you're so determined to get your weekend off, guess what's left? It's the scraps. It's the loads that nobody else wanted. So it's kind of the ugly loads, if you will. Uh, Multi-drops or just, you know, maybe destinations you didn't really want to go to. It also made it very hard to control your miles and your income by doing that. So the, the real key to all this was that proactive communication, having that great relationship with your dispatcher. They're not going to they're not going to screw you out of your home time if you're communicating with them. They'll, they'll honor that. Just make sure you're calling ahead of time and, and booking on that next load out, building your home time in there like you should. And I think that's going to help you a lot, get the, get the loads you want. So the question we, the, we're answering in this episode is, can drivers choose their own routes? And there was a couple different ways you could interpret that. Uh, we, we address the first way and that's, hey, do I have a selection of loads as a driver? And if so, how do I get that or how do I increase that selection of loads? But the other way you could interpret that question about drivers being able to choose a route, can I physically choose my route? If I know I'm going from Des Moines to Dallas and I'm probably going to, the most practical route is I-35, um, but what if I take a different route? What if I don't want to take I-35? What if I want to detour a little bit or maybe swing in and stop and see a family member on the way down? Or maybe I'm just tired of 35 and I want to take a different highway for some different, for a different scene. And I think when drivers uh, think of that, the biggest question in your own mind is, if I choose to take a different physical route on this trip than what would be considered the practical route, uh, is dispatch going to catch me? And the short answer is yes. At some point, you'll get caught. Now, I can tell you that the software out there, uh, we can set up our software so as your satellite tracks, it knows what the practical route should be. And then if the truck gets off by a certain percentage of off route, if your miles are too high or if you're off that main, um, that main practical route, uh, it's going to send a message, it's going to send an alert, it's going to do something to alert your dispatcher that, hey, something's not right. 
The other way that can happen if they don't have that set up is most of the software nowadays, it's always looking at your satellite position and it's comparing it to what your destination is. If you have how much travel times left of that destination. And then of course it's taken into to consideration your log hours too. So the other thing is, you know, when dispatchers come in in the morning, one of the first things they're probably doing is looking at their driver board and seeing who's on time, on time, on time, on time. And then all of a sudden you're looking at the exception. So the exception is, Oh, this guy's yellow instead of green, meaning he's in danger of missing his delivery. So that's what the software can do too. It can alert driver, it can alert the dispatchers to drivers that are uh, on time, uh, some that may not be on time and they probably need some attention, then it can tell you the guys that are definitely not gonna make their appointment based on their position and how far they have to go. So again, the short answer is yes, dispatch has the tools and can absolutely uh, catch that if you're taking different routes. Now, a lot of it, it could fly under the radar. You know, you might be able to get away with it a couple times, and especially if you're routing yourself through the house or through uh, a different town or something. So like I said, you could visit somebody. They may not catch it every time, and especially if you do it and you're still on time for your, your delivery at your end destination. Uh, but they do have the technology to definitely catch that. So why would they be interested in knowing that stuff? Well, uh, as you know, trucking is an efficiency game, and we need to make sure that we get from point A to point B in the most efficient manner possible. Uh, they've selected the routes for that. They already know what the most practical routes. They've probably also looked at fuel prices along those routes, and they want to make sure you're hitting the right stop. So what's the danger of not following the expected route with your company? is it's probably going to cost them money when you think about the off-route miles, the extra miles, the extra fuel you burned because you didn't take the most direct route. Uh, if you tend or you end up fueling out of route or at a different stop, it may cost them some extra fuel dollars that way too. Maybe they didn't get the discounts they were expecting because you didn't hit the right stops. You got off the interstate, something like that. And then what does it cost you as a driver? So will definitely cost you time when you get off route. You take extra time uh, to get to destination that you're not getting paid for and the company's not getting paid for either. Their customer, that freight that you have on the truck, they're always paying from point A to point B and that's the miles they're only gonna pay that one rate. They're not gonna follow the truck because you did 75 extra miles that trip to go see uh, Aunt Beth or something. So. Um, you know, that's an efficiency issue for the carrier and they're going to be, and then, like I said, it costs you time and time is money for you as well. One of the other things it could, uh, you know, if you happen to have some kind of fuel bonus or some kind of a incentive plan, um, within your company that you're hitting every month or every quarter, you got to ask yourself, what did those extra miles do? to my ability to hit my, my incentive plan too. So it could definitely throw a curveball on that for you as well. So best case is, you know, yes, you can probably occasionally take an alternate route. Uh, I would just have a discussion with your dispatcher about it. If there's, if you got time built into the load and there's somebody you really want to see and they're just a little bit off route, uh, by all means, have that discussion and, and get permission. Ask for that's okay, if that's okay with, with your company and would they allow you to do that. Most of them are pretty flexible with stuff like that. They know how important the family is and, 
and uh, your ability to get out of the truck on occasion and stuff like that. So I don't think they'll have a problem with them if you just ask. So to kind of summarize everything for today in this episode, uh, it's really about alignment, making sure you're aligned with a company that has the kind of freight that you like and that you want to do and the destinations that you, where you want to go. Um, man, if you don't like snow and, and the company you're working for takes a lot of their freight into the, the northern half of the country or something, that might be a misalignment. So alignment's a big one. And I think the real critical factor is just the relationship and the communication with your dispatcher. Uh, that can't be, can't be overstated. You know, it's so critical that um, you take time to build it. And you're trying to get on the starting lineup, you know. Think of it like that. If you're, if you're an athlete, uh, you're going to work your tail off. You're going to get noticed. You're going to do everything you can to get on that starting lineup. And I think that's where you want to be. Those are the drivers that are probably getting the, the premium choice of loads have the best selections, the best destinations like that. So you, you need to be an A player, um, step up your game. If you're average or below, or you're just putting in your time behind the wheel or something like that, uh, there's probably a good chance you, you won't get a lot of consideration uh, for destinations and, and some of the routes you look. I'm, I'm afraid you're probably just gonna get the scraps or whatever they have left on the board that the rest of the drivers didn't take. So think about that a little bit, step up, um, Step up with your communication. Make sure your dispatcher knows where you do and don't like to run. And just over-communicate. Let them know when you're inbound. And then hopefully, hey, do you got any of those loads going to the southeast where I like to go? Uh, that's your best chance of getting those loads. Thanks again for joining us on this episode of Driven Too Far. If you're ready to join a carrier that can get you the routes you want, check us out at chiefcarriers.com.